Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. He said, why are some girls' boobs bigger than other girls? Oh my God, what? Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather Beyondstrong. And we have a Patreon. <laughs> you remembered. <laughs> if, if we don't say it right now, it will just fall at the tail end. So, yeah, we have a Patreon. Many of you have, have remembered that and have been kind enough to support us over there, which is amazing. So thank you. Uh, and if you'd like to check it out or learn more about it, you can go to patreon.com slash manic ramblings again one of the one of the things that we really want to accomplish we'd love to be able to transcribe these episodes for the hearing impaired yes yes and another way that you can support us is to leave a review if you like us you can leave a review on itunes um (laughs) if you like us if you don't just find another podcast you like Oh, I didn't forward you the email that um, that person sent me. Or did I forward it to you? I did forward it to you, didn't I? Oh, you did. Yes. Yeah, someone was really upset about the fact that I brought up. uh, So, yeah. I'm going to get another email from her. That's the thing. Because she said that she was unsubscribing. But if I I talk about the fact that she sent me a, a, a kind of ridiculously angry self-important email that ended in the middle of a sentence it was it was the email equivalent of a very stable genius i mean that's (laughs) that's kind of what it was honestly you had to you had to laugh yeah so she's unsubscribing okay and i was like okay unsubscribing is the new unfollow i'm done yeah but you have to make it known you have to make it you can't just quietly unfollow yeah so yeah, so a Patreon, Patreon and reviews, um, and we love your comments on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much to all of you who have shown us love and support, and we don't thank you enough. Yes, there's been so much, so much support. We're all in it together. Like we said early on in this spiral of a podcast, solo solidarity. Solo solidarity. Mm-hmm what it's all about yeah but although less solo for you now well you know sort of sort of i mean so i think what we wanted to do with this episode is we was <laughs> it's only been a few weeks since we talked about me now entering into a blended family situation and you homeschooling and i still think i think we there's still a lot to flesh out and talk about and sort of check up on even in just the couple of weeks since we have talked about that well i think it's going to be a learning experience for months months probably years year yeah yeah i think i'll probably have this homeschool thing down by the time he graduates (laughs) which will be great so if anyone else has any kids they need to be homeschooled i should be up and going by then 
So the uh, the blend. The blend. How's it all? Uh, how's it all blending? You know, the blend um, has been really good. Um, like I said, our kids get along really well, and my kids have eased into this transition remarkably well. Like coming to live here hasn't been hard on like they haven't expressed any sort of um frustration or disappointment or confusion um and maybe that's because they experience that when they visit their father like they they experience the the blended part of the family situation there and so they're used sure. to sharing the space oh that's true and she she has two kids too right yeah she has two kids and those two kids are right around the ages of my kids uh okay i think Marlo has had a tougher time transitioning into fourth grade than she has into moving into a home with other people. That that transition has been far harder. I was about to say that's good, but that's not exactly what I meant. <laughs> well, I brought it up with her therapist <laughs> last last night. We had a therapy session, and I, um, out of her earshot, was like, things are going great. She had a great summer. She loved camp. Uh She's not doing so well with the idea of uh, the workload of being a human being. (laughs) The workload of being a human being. Oh, God. And he phrased it so beautifully. He said, because I said she starts to, like last, last Thursday, we got into the car to go to piano lessons. And we get into the car and she's just... Let's back up a second. Now, let me finish this. Let me, before we further spiral into in the, <laughs> into the abyss, um, we got into, it had been a very, very, very intense day for all of us last Thursday. And we will get back to that. But she got into the car to go to piano lessons and just broke down and was upset and like angry about homework and piano and math and projects. And, and she just started to like, scream and like like she was so frustrated and she wanted me to feel the pain of it all and so she was heaping like some things were rough so therefore everything sucks everything sucks i'm really good at that yeah so my i finally was just like you know what i'm gonna approach this i'm not going to indulge the emotion of it i will politely listen and i will nod my head and i will say that's hard and that's exactly what I did. I just nodded the whole ride. I didn't turn around and go, oh, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And I didn't do any of that. I just said, okay. I know it's hard. I know it's hard. And when we got to the teacher's house, me sort of shutting off the indulging of the meltdown, Tasmanian meltdown, she calmly stood up from the back seat and leaned in t- leaned into the driver's seat and gave me a kiss on the cheek and said, I love you. Thank you. Wow. That's such a hard balance to strike because sometimes they they do need to be indulged in it. Mm-hmm. But other times yeah. taking that approach like you took, it lets them, I feel like just having a sounding board right. lets them process it in their head whether they realize it or not. And then once yeah. it's all been said and it's kind of bouncing around that car, they can put everything in check and realize things are actually okay and they're good. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly what I wanted to give her was that space. And uh, her therapist said, 
So she's experiencing anticipatory overwhelmedness. What? Say, <laughs> say that one more time. Anticipatory overwhelmedness. Oh, like man. she's anticipating being overwhelmed. And it's the anticipation of it that is causing her to, when she's feeling like that, she wants everyone to feel like that in the room. Everyone who's around her, she wants everyone to know and she wants everyone to feel what she's feeling. Interesting. And he said, he said, yeah, I see this in a lot of kids it's anticipatory overwhelmingness and they don't, they are, are having, a, a, it's a form of anxiety. It's part of anxiety, but that's the thing that we're, we're working on with her. I feel like I can really relate to that. Like can Marlo you? and I need to have a heart to heart. I, I <laughs> If I know I have a busy week coming up, it will ruin like the entire week leading up to it. <laughs> And I know, like, I know as it's, as it's happening, I know that it's not a good way to approach it, but it's like you almost, once the ball starts rolling, it's really hard to stop it. It's really hard to stop it, right? So is that, do you have anxiety? Uh, probably, yes. I mean, I've, I don't have it diagnosed, although I did, I mean, after everything went down with uh, Heather and I in 2015, I don't remember what I was on for a while, but I was on something for about six months that made me feel just really strange. Um, but definitely took the edge off of the anxiety at the time. But I think I do suffer from anxiety in general. Yeah, it's not, excuse me, it's not fun. No. Anxiety is not fun. No, because yeah. it does, I mean, it, it does build. It's like you get this little blip of it. And if you let yourself latch on to that, then it just grows like almost before you're fully aware of what's happening. Yes. I write a lot about this in my book because uh, my depression manifests itself more in anxiety than it does in actual depression. When you say that, that it manifests itself more in anxiety, do you mean that it's that your depression gets triggered by anxiety? Or do you mean that it's more anxiety than it is depression? Anxiety is a form of depression. Oh, I um, did not know it's that. It's a part. Yes. Uh, anxiety it is a manifestation of depression. Like when I was in high school and college, my depression was, I call it run of the mill, I hate myself depression. <laughs> where, where you just sort of like, are unmotivated to do anything and you want to sleep and you don't want to get out of bed and you just like put the pillow over your head. And now my anxiety makes it so that I like my depression manifests itself in my inability to sit still because there's so much to get done and I don't know how I'm going to get it done. And it, it causes a feeling almost of being of like being burned from the inside out. It's a burning sensation, an actual physical burning sensation. Like, like I feel like it's an impending doom, almost as if like you you can see, you can you can see something that's being aimed at the earth, and you know you're gonna die. <laughs> I'm not I'm not laughing because it is funny, but that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. So it, so this this purely mental anxiety becomes like a physical, almost a tangible thing. Yes. Oh, very very physical. It's a very physical feeling. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I did not realize that it was a that it was depression. I never knew that they were categorized like that. They're they're in the same. I think I believe that they're in the same category. Like they like they are treated with the same type of 
uh, therapy and medication. Interesting. Wow. Well, it's good that that download helped for her. Yeah, the download helped for her. The anticipatory overwhelmedness. Uh, like I basically was acting as a therapist, like just letting her talk it, talk her way through it. Right. Um, like you said, like it bounced around in the car, and she realized, okay, I'm here, and right, like one step I, at, at least a time, I'm not at home doing okay. math. Yeah. It's it's like have you seen What About Bob, the movie What About Wait. Bob? Who's in that? Wait, how old is that movie? Oh, it's old. Uh, Bill Murray, Richard Dreyfuss. There's a couple other people oh, that I God. can't remember. Yeah, it's old. And, and what is what it's in that? Well, well, Richard Dreyfuss is a therapist, and Bill Murray is. I don't actually know what he has. Is if he's if he has like a compulsive disorder or anxiety? I don't remember. But the the whole premise is he heaps everything, so it's like the baby step concept. Baby steps. Let it all bounce around, and maybe things are still overwhelming, but you're going to go to piano. And then once piano's done, you'll do the next thing. And then once that thing is done, you'll do the next thing, because you don't have to do all of them at once. Right. You just you line them up and knock them out as you go. But what about Bob is hysterical? I highly recommend it. <laughs> oh, you referenced something. like I, I can't, I'm trying to place the movie in my head, and I'm going blank. I'm going to have to find out when it actually came out. Yeah, I, I I always remind her that we um, that we're in this together, and that I'm going to help her every step of the way, and that I'm I'm there for I'm going to be there for math, I'm going to be there for language arts, I'm going to be there for piano practice, like I'm there, which is sort of a component of this blendedness. We have merged homes, and we have mer like we're, n- we're now living in you know his kids are one week on, one week off, and so when they're here, we're all you know all six of us are here. Um, but I'm still doing all of the homework and I'm still doing all of the piano practice and I'm still doing all of the to and from like driving. Right. So that part didn't really change. Like I'm still sort of, and I, it may be just because, you know, I'm the one who got them into piano. I am the one who got them into dance. So these are my responsibilities to my children. I mean, he's offered to take them to piano, but. <laughs> well, I, it's funny because before you even continue, I, I think that in part, you're right. Like it's, it's part of this transition. It's stuff that you initiated and you've got this stuff in place, but I think there's also this major component and I don't mean it negatively, but where for so long you had 100% control. Yeah. So now to think, to to turn to someone and say, yeah, you can bring them to piano. It's, it's weird. Yeah. And, and you know that he's fully capable. He could do it. They'd be on time. He, like, like logically, you know, it's okay. But at the same time, the only way you really <laughs> know if it's okay is if you do it. How, how are you, how, how do you have me pegged? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we've talked so much about how it, there, this, the single parent, the unique struggle of being a single parent is that everything is on you. But at the same time, in some ways, that makes it a whole lot easier because you don't you don't have to, and this sounds terrible, I don't mean it negatively, but you don't have to rely on someone and then, oh, they forgot because something came up. Just like if you forgot, they would be relying on you. When it's all right. you, you only have yourself to count on and yourself to blame. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just easier to swallow, especially when you've been in that routine for so long yeah it it just 
makes sense for me to continue doing doing it all myself. It just, for some reason, it's just like, well, yeah, of course, this is my responsibility because these are my kids and I've always done this. And, you know, I've always signed the paperwork. I've always signed the folders. You know, I'm always, I'm always been the one that's driving them. So it just for right now, <laughs> as as I continue to unpack boxes and as I finish my book and, you know, as we finally get into the group, like Lita has missed her bus four times. Can we just talk about that for one second? Her bus coming home. Oh my God. I feel for that kid. That sounds like that bus is a disaster. Well, yesterday she got on the wrong bus. Well, but she got on a bus though. <laughs> That's actually an improvement, I think. Oh, wow. um, and she realized halfway through that it was the wrong bus. And so she didn't know where it was going. And so she tried to find a landmark that she recognized and she got off at that stop and she ended up walking for over an hour to get home. What? Did she not want to call? Um, she knows that I'm, I'm frustrated. Um, not with her necessarily. I'm I'm really frustrated with what has, is happening at this school right now in terms of the, the transportation situation. And the school, they say, can't solve it. We have to call the district, and it's a district-level situation, and you can only email them. You can't call this the is, district? I have no idea. They're like, you have to email the person. Oh, good. So we, I've, like... And this is where the blended thing is like he sent, he actually sent an email because last week I had to finish my book. Like I, they had given me a generous extension because I was moving and I had to finish my book and I'm sorry. I'm talking so much. Sorry. A lot has happened. It's a little narcissistic, but I'm going to let it be this time around. (laughs) I had to finish my book and I told everybody, Hey, uh, I can't, help you i can't pick you up i can't walk you home and so we made this plan where lita was going to take the bus and then she was going to get off a stop early next to marlo's school and she would walk marlo home oh that's nice yeah it was super nice of her it was it was an easy thing to do and i was like i need this to happen so that i have all of these hours to to finish this because this has to get done on one of those days and and he cowboy had said to both, <laughs> said to Lita, mm. if you miss your bus, you call me, you don't call your mom, which was wonderful on his part. And on a Tuesday afternoon, they walk in and <sighs> she's just stomping. And I'm at the countertop writing my book. And I'm like, what happened? And she's like, just guess, just guess what happened. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know what happened. I missed my bus. <sighs> That's infuriating. Yeah. I mean, once, like, I remember when it happened the first time, and it's frustrating because, I mean, basically, like, what the hell, kid? Get your bus. Like, you know how to get a bus. But four times, it's not her. Like, she's a smart kid. No. She knows how to catch a bus. There's something going on. Well, they, they don't park in the same place. The buses just sort of show up, and um, they don't park in the same place. And then I found out that on the first day of school, when she got on the bus, this bus driver drove past a bus stop full of kids and just kept driving. 
And it was only when all the kids on the bus were screaming at him, like, go back, go back, that he stopped the bus and put it in reverse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Something's going on. Hmm. Yeah, that's not, that's not okay. And this will end the Heather portion of the narcissistic. <laughs> of the narcissistic. Oh, man. I finished up my edits and every all the stuff that I had to get done for this round. This Hopefully this is a final round. I got it all done Thursday, the day of piano lessons. Like I was... I was literally busting my ass and like hustling to get it all done. Like I really, really, really wanted to get it done on Thursday so I could send it in on Friday morning. So I am like furiously doing all of my edits and finding notes and like transcribing interviews and the piano tuner shows up because the piano had to be tuned. Right. And it's, it's in this house is old and ha- wood, wood floors and, there aren't many window treatments. There's not really anything to absorb the sound. And you have this out-of-tune piano that, that goes dong, 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 and on every single note until every single note is tuned. Oh, man. <laughs> and, then, and then he was supposed to have been done by the time I got on a call with Christy Turlington to talk about a board meeting for Every Mother Counts that's coming up. So he is taking forever. So I get on the phone with Christy and I can't get cell reception in the basement. So I'm literally in the other room and I'm like, I apologize for the awful, awful out of tune noises that you're hearing in the background, but this is going on. So I'm on the phone with Christy talking about these really, really, really important board updates when suddenly it was as if somebody had thrown a bomb through the fucking window. (laughs) My two kids... Come through that door, and both of them, like, well, first Marlo just threw herself on the floor. And Lita is stomping on the ground. And I'm on the phone, and Christy's still talking to me, and the piano's going off in the background. And Lita goes in front of me, and she mouths to me, I need to talk to you now. And I was like, I am on the phone right now. And so she grabs a glass of water and she starts to circle the island where I'm sitting. She's circling. She's pacing. <laughs> Meanwhile, the piano is just dong, dong, Meanwhile, dong, the piano dong. is like dong, 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 oh, ding, 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 ding. And then like I, and I had literally, while I was talking to Christy, put the last two words into my manuscript. <laughs> and, and Lita is still pacing and demanding that I talk to her, mouthing that I de- de- that I talk to her. And I was like, this is this is this is crazy. <laughs> stop. Everybody just stop. Stop. Did you successfully so, finish the call? I did successfully finish the call. Lita had a terrible time walking Marlo home from school. Marlo was terrible to her. Um, she couldn't find Marlo for 20 minutes, um, was scared for Marlo's safety. And then when she found Marlo, Marlo ripped her to shreds. <laughs> oh, wow. And yeah, I had to talk them both down from the ledge. And yeah. And now here we are in a new week. You know, I, moving house, it took 22 days and I got it done and I'm, I'm finally moved in. It really, that it was, was awful. 
I mean, it was terrible. I mean, it really took a toll on me. I, w- I started to crash towards the end physically, but it's nothing compared to the transition into the school year. And thank God I didn't ever, and think how much worse would it be had I said, oh, wow, things are going well. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, we learned. We learned. <laughs> it was, this transition into the school year has been like rough. Whoa. Yeah. Well, and thank so, God you didn't decide to move, like say, well, they're going to start school and then two yeah. weeks in, we're going to move. Exactly. That would have been That's why disastrous. I hustled to get it done. Yeah. So how has the transition been? So we are actually, I was afraid to ask you to reschedule this recording because I was like, oh my God, I bet his, I bet your routine is down to a minute by minute precision considering what you have to get done. It's, uh, it's frustrating because it's not there yet. I want it to get to that point, but it's, it's not because it's, and this this is obvious, but it's just stuff that I'm kind of learning as I go that for the, the classes that he has at home. I do the lesson planning and for some of those things, there's not a lot that I have to do beyond the plan. Like he's, he's fairly independent on some things, but for other things or projects, I, I need to like sit down and dig into this material so I can present it to him in a way that makes sense. And he knows what to do. And I finding that time has been a challenge. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Like I can schedule it. I can put it, in the weekly schedule, but then it, it happened, happened this morning. He's like, what is this thing I'm supposed to do? I'm like, Oh, son of a bitch. Like, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. I need to look at it first, which he's fine. I mean, he's, he's totally flexible with it. And it's nice that there is that flexibility, Mm -hmm. but good Lord. So when you, when you, when you say projects, what do you, what exactly do you mean? So the one, that was this morning is uh, writing a personal narrative, which is like, I know exactly what that is. I could sit down and write one. It's no big deal, but I want to make sure that he understands what I'm looking for, what the grading scale is that he can't regurgitate an idea. He's already written a personal narrative on because personal narratives are kind of a common paper, or at least they Mm -hmm. have been, they were for him through, through middle school. So there's just, and it's not like it would take me an hour to walk him through it, but it will take me, you know, 15 minutes to walk him through some of the initial stuff, but then total time for me to actually go through everything myself would take a good hour to get it organized and go through it and, you know, establish the calendar and say, well, I want, you know, an outline on this date and a draft on this date, and this is what we're doing. And it's just, God. It's a lot on you. There's a lot of you in the involvement of this. Yeah. Yeah. Especially, and I think I said this, like with science, he's at the the high school. And then math, he's working with, primarily with his his tutor. We're kind of tag teaming that, but she's the one who does the, the scheduling for that. But then language arts and social studies are totally on me. And I've now got like two three foot by four foot maps. That's my new art. So a map of the United States and a map of the world. So we've got those up and that's like, there's the geography piece and Mm -hmm. I it's all the pieces are there. 
I just haven't found the best way, the best way to assemble them for me so that I can assemble them for him. Right. And that's what's been, that's what's been kind of a challenge. It's been really great to see how he processes things and how he prioritizes things and how he schedules things and how, in all honesty, he fucks up the schedule and then realizes like that was a really stupid decision. Really? All on his own. He's realizing this himself? Yeah, because he'll have, I like his, he's got photography and science at the high school and those are at a set time because they're at the high school. And he knows that. And I've said, these are at a set time, but the other things that you have to do technically are not. And I have, I mean, I've been telling him for years that my, my approach is get as much done as you can early. Like don't intentionally save things because you're going to forget about them or there's going to be something that will come up later that you want to do that you can't. But of course that doesn't, doesn't listen to that. So he saved like two hours worth of work until after dinner. And he, he said, he's like, we should, we should find something to watch on Netflix. It's like, yeah, we should, but you haven't done these two classes. (laughs) And I kind of expected him to just, explode but he just threw his head back and groaned and he's like oh that was so dumb like it wasn't dumb but you learned that this is not how you want to to organize your day right and i mean i know that that will happen again he'll forget that and then he'll push something and then he'll he'll learn it again which is great because i want him i want him to realize the benefit of getting things done not when you're forced to do it but just because you you want to do it. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's an, that's an invaluable lesson. Oh, yeah. yeah. And And we are, I mean, we're learning kind of how we work and... It's it's funny because you, you mentioned earlier that you said to Marlo that you're going to be there for math. You're going to be there for piano. Like you're going to be there. And that's what I've told Lexton as well. I said, you know, I'm going to be here for these things, but I need you to be here for them. Not just physically, but I need you to actually be here and be in this mindset and be doing this because if I'm going to do it, I need you to hold up your end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. And it's been, it's been good. I mean, it hasn't been perfect by any means and not even necessarily because he's resistant, but just because his brain is in other places or he's, 
you know, wanting to put something off or, and that, that I think is going to be another piece when I say we're going to start social studies at this time, because that's when I'm available to help. And if he wants to save it and I'm not available and then he needs help, he's, he's going to have to figure that out. Right. That's just how it's, how it's going to be because I can't be like on call, mm-hmm. but it is, he's got to learn that it is so much. It's so much. Ugh. Fortunately, he loves the, the public school stuff, which is awesome. Oh, he does. He does. He loves his his teachers. He somehow, one of his closest friends, just by chance, ended up in his science class. Oh, good. Which is awesome. So, yeah, it's that's been really good. Yeah. And then, <laughs> uh, there's also the piece, I guess I just forgot or blocked it out but he came home he got in the third day or something and he said i have a weird question to ask you i was like oh god this is this is never good <laughs> i said that's fine go ahead he said why are some girls boobs bigger than other girls oh my god what and i kind of stared what? at him for a second i was like well because they just are. I said, it's like why you're taller than some people, why some people are shorter. Like it, I said, it's just kind of genetics. It's how people grow and develop. And that's just how it is, even as adults. Like, And then I said, can I just ask what made you ask this question? <laughs> and he, he goes, yeah, uh, the dress code at high school is way different. <laughs> like, what do you mean different he's like well you can you can see a lot of things now I'm like oh good lord so now there's so now there's that which is awesome it is different actually oh yeah like, Lita, Lita went to school on the first day and I was like are you sure you can wear those shorts and she's like, well, at orientation, they didn't say anything about a dress code. There is no, there really, there really is no dress code at the school, really. That's honestly how it sounds based on what he's saying. So I'm sure there's <laughs> just going to be a lot. <laughs> there's there's going to be. Yeah. And I, I guess I kind of forget too, like he's 14, but there's 18 year olds in that school. Like you see 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. And he's never really seen anyone that's like that much older in his school, but that's also kind of a peer. You know, it's a wild time. It's a wild time. Yeah. Definitely wouldn't be seeing that at home school. So I guess <laughs> it's good that he's there for that. I don't, I don't know. So it's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. Does he is he interested in going to like football games or Lita was asking me about homecoming? He's not yet like a hundred percent, but I think it's because their I think their homecoming is in a couple weeks. And as that starts to ramp up at the school, I think he will because he has a number of friends who are either interested in sports or involved in sports. And homecoming here is a pretty big deal yeah it's a it's a big deal and i mean there's like three cities where i live and they're all kind of rivals with each other in their own way and my town has two high schools so those high schools are it's it's big 
Yeah, it's – she was asking me last night about it, and I thought she meant the game. Should she go to homecoming, like, the game? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And she's like, really? You think I should go to the homecoming? And I was like, yeah, why not? She's like, because I'd have to get a dress. And I'm oh, like, God, with the my friends. Dance. And I was like, oh, my God, the homecoming dance. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Oh, shit, I hadn't even thought of that. Uh-huh. Because I don't, I actually don't even know how they do that here. I don't know if it's formal. My homecoming dances were not formal. They were very informal. Like, we had the formal dances, but the homecoming one was not. But I think here it it probably is. I feel like I remember seeing groups of kids out. Oh, shit. Yeah. I have no she idea. asked me, she's like, well, did you ever go to the dances in high school? And I was like, very rarely because they were so awkward. And she like threw her arms down her side. And she's like, but middle school was awkward. This high school is not supposed to be that way. Oh, shit. Life is awkward. It doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't change. Oh, wow. So do you think she'll end up going? I I don't know. Um, she's still trying to... She's still trying to like figure out her friend group now that everything has sort of been jostled around. Like her very close friend, Gigi. I mean, they were inseparable through elementary school and even, even through uh, middle school, they hung out quite a bit. But they go to the same high school, but they don't see each other at all. They're not in any of the same classes. They don't have the same lunch. Um, so a lot of her older uh, the friends that she made in elementary school are now either at different schools or they just don't ever see each other. Is it a big school? It's huge. Okay. It's like enormous. how many students? Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna, I think there's like 3000. Holy. It's huge. Lord. It's That's enormous. massive. Yeah. Lexton's is like 2,400 and it's huge. Yeah. Wow. And I, that may be, I may be lowballing that. That's maybe a conservative part, conservative number on my part. But yeah. Well, wow. and I was going to ask you this. I guess since you're homeschooling, it's all homework. You're not really giving him homework, right? Well, that's kind of a gray area because I think with some things... So, yes, I mean, it's all done at home. So there's really not like homework and schoolwork. But I try to estimate um, the classes, so math, social studies, and language arts. I kind of block schedule them three days a week, an hour and a half a day. Uh, That's the goal. I mean, it it fluctuates a little bit. But there's certain things, like if he has to write a, a personal narrative, he can't just spend three one and a half hour periods in a week writing it. Because mm-hmm. there's other things that he's doing at the same time, like whether he's reading Huck Finn, which is the book that he's reading right now, or or there's just other stuff. So I think for some of the projects, it will mean that instead of you know three one-and-a-half-hour blocks and that's it, it will be those three blocks plus whatever other time you need in order to stay on this project schedule. Yeah. It's all home. I mean, it doesn't really doesn't really matter, but... Although that was a, that was definitely a question he had as well. It's like, so no homework. I mean, once I'm done, I'm done. Like, yeah, not, not exactly. That's not how this is going to work. Because things like, I'm just, I'm trying to think of how they do it in a traditional school setting. You know, if you have a test, you don't get a week's worth of 
class periods to study. Right. You're still learning and doing things and then studying on the side. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be kind of a hybrid. I think it will probably end up, if you were to divide it between class and homework time, I think it will be less homework than what he would have in a, in a pub, public school or a traditional school, but there yeah. will still be more than those blocks. Right. She was very sad to learn. <laughs> I, I sparked a discussion on Instagram um, last week. Uh, my mother, so my mother's oh, still, yes. Well, yeah. with, um, so what's also not changed is that my mother still wants to take Lita to her dance class every week. Um, and so she took Marlo as well because my mother takes Lita to her, her class. It's an hour and 15 minutes long. And so they sort of wait around for her and then they bring her home. Um, they get her dinner and then they bring her home and they thought, Oh, it'll be some fun time to spend with Marlo. And I said, well, Marlo has got a little bit of homework to do thinking because I had not seen the language arts geography component just yet. They, that, Cause it was only the second week of school. And my mother walks in from returning from the dance class and she has this look on her face like, I don't even know what to say. And I'm like, what happened? And she's like, we have been working on this homework for the entire time that Lita was in her dance class and we're still not halfway done. Yep. And I have been there. Yeah. And I wrote about it and I was like, this is just, this is insanity. Like, and I, and I even said, I'm going to get in trouble for writing this, but why does a fourth grader have so much homework? And on top of that, um, like take for instance, yesterday she had, uh, she got home and she did an hour's worth of homework. She's only supposed to do 40 minutes, but they say 40 minutes, but, but it takes certain kids longer to, to do stuff. And, um, if she's going to be graded on completion, it's going to take her longer to complete it. And we had to leave the house like at 4.15 in order to make her therapy session. And by the time we got home from her therapy session, it's almost seven o'clock and she has to practice piano, eat dinner and take a shower. Right. And, and then we're done. Like there's no time for her to like sit down and decompress at all. Um, yeah. I mean, other than her therapy session, but I can't pay for a therapy session every day, nor can I drive to and from there. And so if, when I look at my weeks, like there's almost something going on every night that requires we get in a car and go somewhere. And that part of it combined with everything else is like, I don't know. It's really hard. Like the amount of homework that a a nine-year-old has, just doesn't make sense to me. And a lot of people in the comment section were like, well, you should only have one extracurricular activity or you shouldn't have any at all. Or, and then this is why we homeschool. And I was like, I, I understand that some of you homeschool. I do. <laughs> <laughs> My really good friend, John, chose to do it. He's and he's working his way through it. But like in the in the in the meantime, can we not give so much homework? <laughs> well, I think that's just it is that the solution shouldn't be to either pull your kids or to totally restructure your whole life around homework. Mm-hmm. Like that it doesn't make sense. Like extracurriculars are things like Lita likes to dance. So are you going to say, I'm sorry, you can't dance because of homework. Mm-hmm. You don't do that. You don't pull things that they want to do that are really adding to their life because 
one subject is taking an hour or an hour and a half. I ran into the exact same thing with Lexton is that they'd say math homework should take, you know, 20 minutes. If it's taking more than 20 minutes, just have them stop. Fine. But again, points are assigned on completion. Yes. So if we get three out of the 10 problems done, he's getting one point, but you say that's okay, but then he's going to fail because that's how you're grading it. And I mean, I, I had emailed his teacher at one point and said, I can tell you he is working to complete this. He's not staring out the window. He's not choosing not to do it. We're sitting at the table for 45 minutes and it's still not done. Yeah. So the hell. Um, I did get called by the principal. <laughs> because you, because you put that online. <laughs> so yes. Awesome. So I, I'm on the SEC, the school community council and, um, and I know her very well, actually. I actually. <laughs> oh, no. oh, man. Oh, man. I actually sort of tried way back to set her up with the person that I'm living with right now. <laughs> oh, God. Are you serious? Oh, this is good. All right. <laughs> oh my god oh my god and we laughed about that um (laughs) i love her she's very fun she's very energetic she's very she's brilliant um and she's so dedicated to the school and she gave me a call and she's like heather and i was like oh no and she started she just started cackling because she knew she knew exactly you know that she was going to scare me and she's like, listen, you're not the first parent to complain about this. I am so, she's like, I'm so aware of this problem. And I'm t- I'm talking with a lot of the teachers and I'm talking with administration and I'm trying to, to come up with a solution to this because we know that it's, it's killing, it's killing family time. It's killing playtime. You know, it's killing people's lives, the amount. And she's like, this is something that I'm really dedicated to working on. It was a great phone call. Um, and well, hopefully it shifts i mean yeah i don't remember i mean i remember doing projects but i don't remember spending an hour hour and a half every day doing homework in fourth grade no no i mean i don't even remember having to do an hour and a half of homework every day in high school yeah i mean i definitely had those days and there was studying and there were projects but not like a routine thing especially on one subject yeah Marlo has far more homework than Lita does. And Lita's in four honors classes. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't make sense. It's good that she's aware. I mean, that's huge. It's huge. And it's good that she's, it's something that she's working on and that, you know, it's just something that needs to be talked about. And then people even in my comments were just like, no, yeah, we established it early on. We told the teacher that we're not doing it. And I was like, you can do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, my dad did that for my brother when he was Oh, that's in right. Elementary. That's right. You could yep. totally do that. You can basically just opt out. We're not doing homework. I'd rather my kids. And, and someone was talking to me about and made a comment on that Instagram photo a few days after it was posted and said, I love you, but. <laughs> oh, I saw that. I Oh, my God. I just saw that this morning and I was laughing at it. Yeah, I love you, but. They should be able to quit whatever they do, whatever they want to quit, and they've never regretted it, and I've never regretted it. And blah, blah, blah. So, 
piano actually is very good in terms of integrating math into their learning. Music is very mathematical. Oh, yeah. And there's so much that they're learning about dedication and ritual and practice and theory. Piano theory itself is super complex and interesting. And uh, like Lita knows so much now about music theory that I don't know. Yeah. You know. And it's it's impossible to say. I mean, I know there were other comments saying like, my parents let me quit and I wish they hadn't. Mm-hmm. I'm in the same boat. Like there were things that I, that they had me start as a kid that I didn't like and they let me quit and I don't blame them for it by any means. But looking back, I wish they had pushed me to at least continue a little bit further mm-hmm. to explore it a little bit more. And maybe other, maybe other kids are in my shoes and they, they're now adults and they don't care. Right. But you don't know that. So I feel like it's totally a gamble and you have to just go with what is right in your gut. And like you said, you're looking at this and, you know, it's helping with math. It's helping with theory. It's helping with a lot of different things. Yeah. I won't give too much away of my book, but it would it would behoove me, according to my mother, to let Marlo quit. Um, because... Marlo, this is the thing that when Lita has even said this, Lita is just like, I can't believe her skill level. I cannot believe how good Marlo is at that age. Um, and uh, Marlo is good. She just is anticipatory over anticipatorily overwhelmed, overwhelmedness. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she looks at a, a sheet of music and she sees the notes and she's like, oh my God, I have to learn all of this. What the fuck? But once she's been through it, like once or twice, she's she's great at it. She's really, really good and she plays well. And it would take so much stress out of my life, my personal life, to let her quit. I would be improving the quality of my life if I let her quit. But I'm willing to sacrifice the unpleasantness of her like being a little overwhelmed and having to sit there for 45 minutes every day with her to give her at least the gift of this knowledge and of this skill and of the triumph of when she plays a piece well, because she feels really, really, really good about herself when she can play it. Exactly. And I think she's going to hit, I think there's going to be a tipping point with her in terms of age where she realizes like this self-realization that every time I get a new piece, I freak out about it. And every time I'm able to play it. Yeah. So maybe maybe I don't need to melt down and I can just work through it. Mm-hmm. But she's still fairly young. So she's just not there yet. And I'm trying to remember when the teacher, so it was, so it was 2013. So Lita would have been this age, maybe a little older when John decided that he wasn't going to practice with Lita anymore, that it, she had to be self-motivated to do it on her own. That was so that's when he lived here in Utah and so when they would go over and spend time with him, they never practiced. And that's when I completely took over all of the piano and assumed all responsibility for it, knowing that if you don't if you don't make your child sit down and practice piano or the violin or any other instrument, they're not going to do it on their own, no. m- most likely. So yep. I called her teacher and said, her skill level and the notes are far beyond anything that I know how to do. What, what do I do? And she said, sit in the room with her. Just you being there in the room is enough. She knows what she's doing. She knows enough. 
you sitting in the room with her will give her the confidence to get through it. And that's exactly what happened. So ever since the kids have come back from New York and we resume piano, I just sit in the room next to Marlo and I don't sit next to her on the bench. I don't point out the notes. I don't do any of that. I just sit there on my computer finishing work while she does it. And it's working. Just having <laughs> do I presence. say that out loud? Oh, did I say that well, out you loud? Didn't, you didn't say it's perfect, so you didn't really curse no, anything. it's not it's perfect. Just, it's just working. Yeah. So just being in the room, just knowing that you're there. Yeah. In case she has a question, in case she gets stuck, I can walk over and I can go, you know, that's a B, that's a B flat. And she gets through it. So huh. See, she's approaching the turning point already. Yeah. It's... Be, I think what it is 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 uh, and I write about this as well in my book. I'm just, ah, the book is fresh on my brain, but it's it's a lot about. I mean, you've heard of cognitive behavioral therapy, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's basically learning new ways to think about things and learning new ways to go about dealing with things and looking at life in a different way. And I think she has the ability. I think if I teach her these cognitive skills, like we're just going to take this one piece at a time. One, one piece. If we can break it down into those pieces, I think we can get through this. That's good. Yeah. Which I think is I mean, it's already easier than it was. Well, it's sort of like the way you're approaching homeschooling with Lexton. Like, okay, let's do this one thing. All right. We made it through that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. And it's just a way of, I think, you, you just have to present things different. Like some people want to see, here's everything I have to do today and here's everything I have to do for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. And other people just want to see, here's what I have to do next. Yeah. And, and that's fine. There's no, you know, you're going to get through the same amount of things. But, you know, for him and for Marlo, like to see these 40 things in a list is horrifying. <sighs> you see one or two and you check them off and before long you've got through 40 and you're fine. <sighs> Yeah. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's half the battle of growing up and school and managing this stuff is just learning how you need to manage it. Mm-hmm. Like not even learning the subjects, just learning how you need to learn. Do you, is there ELP? It's called ELP. Do you guys have ELP? Uh, I don't know what the P is. Extended learning program. Oh, no. That would be, we have like, ELL, English language learning, but not oh. ELP. Not that I know of, at is least. It, do you guys have a gifted program in the like elementary Yes, school? a gifted program. Is that what that is? Yeah. Okay. That's what they call it here. They called it something else uh, in the South where I was. But they routinely, they, they test in the fourth grade to get to see if they qualify for it. And, uh, and then they test again in fifth grade. Lita did not want to take the test in fifth grade. She was, her test anxiety was so bad. Um, and I got the letter from the teacher that said, this week we're doing this and this and this and this and this. And oh, by the way, on Thursday, we're doing uh, testing for ELP. And I was like, oh, God, please don't mention this to Marlo, teacher. Oh, no. <laughs> please don't tell Marlo that this is going to happen. <laughs> and so I did not mention it to Marlo. And I didn't go, you know, are you prepared for your ELP test today? Like, I just was like, nope. Like, I just, uh-uh, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want the world to implode. Not with that. Oh, so she's just going to take it and not really. She took it last really week. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh man, test anxiety. That shit is no joke. No joke. And there's so much weight put on it too. Yeah. And people, people test differently. Like my brother is the smartest person that I know. And he's brilliant. He has a photographic memory. And he is a shit test taker. Shit. Yep. Me too. I, I, I do horribly on tests that, that, yeah. Yep. And yeah. you can't escape it. Mm-mm. Like even if you, like even, even for a homeschooler. Yeah. You have to take the SAT. You have to take the ACT. Like oh, you can't get away from the standardized testing. Of that, just hearing those, just hearing those letters literally sent an electric shock through my spine. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. They're not there yet, but they will be soon. Oh no. Yep. Just oh god. Yeah, we don't have to cover that yet. We're not there. We're not there. No. Not there. No, we're taking it one one note at a time. One note. Exactly. Be sharp. One note. Be, Be sharp. <laughs> so we're uh so we're settling in. We're far we're from in. settled. Yeah. But settling. Mm-hmm. Life is a process, right? Right? I hope so. Oh, man. Yeah. We'll get there. Again. Again. Let us say this again. We we have a Patreon. We have a Twitter account. We have an Instagram. We have a Facebook account. It's all Manic Ramblings. Yes. Same across the board. And you can write us and tell us your stories of homework and homecoming and lended familyness to stories at manicramblings.com. We'd love to hear them all. We'd love to we'd love your tips. Yes. Your oh, yeah. pro tips. Yes. Absolutely. And until next time. Why are some boobs bigger than other boobs? <laughs> I was gonna say the dress code at high school is <laughs> way different than the middle school. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.